What's up, everybody? This is episode 14 of the Follow You Anywhere podcast, and we're still diving deep into all sorts of things. Yeah. We've been diving deep into God's Word and diving deep into prayer and diving deep into relationships and diving deep into the deep blue sea, snorkeling in the dry tortugas. and lo- Oh, wait. Some of us. Yeah, some, some of us have One been. of the two of us. Yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, that it just fit. I was just going yeah. down the line and thinking about all the things that I've been diving into. Bragging. It, it, well, bragging. It's, I saw the look on your face, and yeah, bragging. Yeah, you weren't as happy about that. No, no. But you don't miss coming within four feet of an eight-foot shark. You, you didn't want to be a part of that. Uh, yeah, probably not, because I have a fear of sharks. But... Um, I don't know. I maybe would have liked to have had the opportunity. I don't know. I mean, it's just saying. I mean, we're supposed to go snorkeling, but it's not for like another like two weeks. Uh, yes, it's sneaking up on us, actually. Yeah. I think it's like a week from Friday, actually. But it's not. It's not. The dry tortugas. It's not, it's not there. <laughs> it's not the keys. Man. So how did that work? You know, if you were snorkeling in the dry tortugas how was there any water? yeah i'm not really sure why they're called the dry tortugas we'll have to look it up there's a lot uh, of water there's a lot of water there it's actually an island oh <laughs> so there's water all around why is let's see why is it called the dry tort oh somebody else has already asked this question before too uh, yeah because everybody asks google everything mm. okay um all right so the Tortugas means turtles in Spanish. And Ponce de de Leon himself caught over 100 sea turtles during his time on the island. The name Dry Tortugas was later given to the island to indicate to other mariners that the landmass lacked fresh water, which was an extremely important detail for people out on the sea when they were coming to land needing fresh water and things like that. So dry meaning there is no fresh water, according to the Google. Awesome. Well, for our listeners, there's your bit of useless information that you'll never need to know. Hey, I don't know. You could could be like, hey, why is it called the dry tortugas? And you would know. Like If they ask that question on who wants to be a millionaire, maybe then... Maybe or, if our listeners are playing, who wants to be a... Do they right. even, I don't even think it's a thing anymore. Thing. But, I mean, I was on a flight yesterday, and on the flight, they had some brain teaser games that you could play, and I was I was doing those. You won free peanuts? No. Oh. A cup of water? Nothing. No, you get nothing. It was a whole Charlie and Chocolate Factory. You get nothing. But... Well, you should get free peanuts and water just for flying. Well, okay, yeah, but not for playing the game. But, um... And they ask random questions like that. So maybe if you're on a Delta flight and there's a you know question game that you play, you might know the answer to it. I was also kind of embarrassed because there were some questions that were asked, and I was like afraid of who might be watching me play the game because I got some of them wrong. But then some of the ones I got right, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, like look at that, people. But I don't know. Some of them were just questions where after the fact, I'm like, I probably should have known that, but didn't. And then some of them you answer, and you're like, I probably shouldn't have known that. I just guessed, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like, I don't I mean, it was basically like, 
I don't know, um, like, what's his name? I can't even think. Oh, James. It was like it listed like four movies and said, which one of these did James Cameron not direct? And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. So I got it wrong. Hmm. Stuff like that, or like. I'm going to get the question wrong, so I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to look stupid, so I'm not even going to ask it because I don't even remember it, exactly the question. So, yeah. um, but well, anyway. today we're not diving into the dry tortugas or Luki or flying on Delta. We are diving deep into worship. Worship. Yeah. And I got the worship pastor, so oh, we should yeah. have all the answers now. Uh, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, but that's the thing. Uh, you love worship too. You're, I love worship. You're a big worshiper. Yeah, most believers should. Sure, that's what we're created to do. You're probably the most excited about worship pastor that I've ever worked with, though. Wait, excited about the worship pastor or excited about worship as a pastor? Both. Oh, okay. Because you love me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, both. Like, like excited about the worship portion of yeah. the service. Not that other pastors that I've worked with didn't, or like like, didn't I care about this. it. Yeah, they, they, Let's they, just do know. away with it all together. Right, yeah. Uh, they weren't like that, but it was kind of like, you do your thing, I'm going to do my thing. But, like, you enjoy worship. like you, And they enjoyed worship, too. But, like, it was... want to be involved with it. Yeah, like, you really like it. And yeah. Like, want to see it do well and be mm-hmm. well and you enjoy participating in it. Why is that? Uh, because I love the Lord, yeah. and worship is about uh, praising Him, and we're commanded to do that, and why wouldn't we do that? It's kind of like praying, you know, taught, I think it was last week, maybe the week before that, where we talked about diving deep into prayer, and you asked the question, why Why should we pray? Yeah. Or maybe it was, why should we read the Bible? I don't know. Uh, but they're all the same answer. Right. What, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we pray? Why wouldn't we read the Bible? Why wouldn't we worship the God who has saved us, who has sent His only Son to live a perfect life that we can't live and die a death that we deserve and rose from the dead? Like, that's deserving of worship. Yeah. And then to consider the fact that we were created to worship. Yeah. Like, we were made to worship. Who sings that song? I don't, I don't know. Toby Mac. Oh, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of songs that probably say that. So I don't yeah, but know. his song is called "Made to Worship." Oh yeah, I don't know. No, I'm got... not a big Toby Mac guy. What? Here, oh, here comes the music. How can you not be a Toby Mac guy? I didn't say I'm not a Toby Mac. I said I'm not a big Toby Mac guy. Like Toby Mac is younger than Stephen Curtis Chapman, I think. Yeah, but he's getting old too. He is, but yeah, no, and he's it makes still, me feel old. He's still young. I feel like Toby Mac. I don't know. I mean, he's older than you, obviously, but I don't feel like he's that. Like, I don't know. Actually, the song's not called Made to Worship. Oh. <laughs> it's called Made to Love. But we were made to love and worship. It's true. Yeah. Well, I missed that one. Is there a song called Made to Worship? I don't know. Um, quick, how old is Toby Mac? You want me to guess? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, if I was going to guess, I would say 46. Oh, that's a good guess. 56. 56? Yeah. No way. Toby Mac is 56 years old. Wow. I am shook. How old is Stephen Curtis Chapman? 58. What? That's 
mind. That's mind-bottling. Toby Mack is only two years younger than Stephen Curtis and I, I didn't say boggling. I said bottling. Mine took it out of my head and put it in a bottle. That is wild. Oh, Oh, it was. Oh, there is a song called Made to Worship by Stephen Curtis Chapman. Uh, no, it's your favorite artist, Chris Tomlin. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Oh, gosh. Just for the fun of it, let's see how old Chris Tomlin is. Quick, how old is Chris Tomlin? 49. He is 49. No way. I, I can't got believe that. he's. I thought that Chris Tomlin was older than Toby Mack. Yeah. No, I knew Chris Tomlin was younger. Because you got to think, man, Toby Mack started in the DC talk days. Right. Like, that's where Toby Mack first started. He, so he had his whole musical career with a group before he ever came out as an individual singer. Now, when when Toby Mack came out as an individual artist, that was about the time that Chris Tomlin was first coming out. Yeah. I How do you think uh, Christian Sanfield is? I'm going to guess. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. Um, 42. Oh, no. I don't. I think he's only like 37. No. How old? 38. Oh, I told you. Neither one of us got it. I told you. Yeah. That's close. That's closer. Yeah. I met him. Yeah. Whenever I was a. All right, and we're back. We just got struck by lightning. Not like us, but the recording did. And yeah, everything sure just if, went yeah. black and the lights went off and we lost all power. So I think we're back. We yeah, should be back. Hopefully, hopefully we're hopefully back. Hopefully you don't really notice anything different. But Yeah, well, I mean, they probably would because we were talking and all of a sudden everything went silent. True. And then now we're back. You um, saying they met Christian Sanfield. Oh, yeah, yeah, Christian Sanfield. I was... Uh, I was a student. Actually, you know what? Okay, that makes more sense. I wasn't. A, I was thinking I was a student. I think I was a youth pastor, taking the students to a camp when I met him. And yeah, he probably is. Yeah, that makes more sense. So it's he's just a, a few years, years older, than, older than me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, hey, those are a lot of different worship artists. I mean, we could just talk the whole time about worship artists, right. but we're not. I had dinner talking with about Christian last year. You, you had dinner with a Christian? Well, hopefully you have dinner with a Christian a lot. Your wife should be one. I mean, no, no, you should have meant, a lot of friends. Uh, go to dinner with them. No, no, no. I meant him. The Christian. Yes. No, you can't call him the Christian. Mr. Stanfield. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, um, random. Yeah. How much is Toby Mac worth? Ooh, net worth. Oh man, there's there's a lot of more numbers with this one than there is an age, so it's going to be a hard harder guess. Um, and I mean, people don't really actually know, but what does the Google say? Fifty two million. Oh no, no, no. no. Forty six. No, no. Thirty eight. No, more. No. A hundred. No. Two. No. Point three. <laughs> thousand. Twelve. <laughs> Is what it says. Twelve million. Google. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. I mean, you know. Hey, I could I could roll with that. Yeah. I mean, I do mean, a lot of things with twelve million dollars. Share share Jesus and have twelve million dollars. I'm I'm in. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so a lot of random stuff there. But um. So worship, and uh, we're talking about you know worship artists and you know all this everything is just which is how we got off on that tangent. But um, 
Because at least today, at least at this point in time, it hasn't come back to country music yet. It's come back to Christian artists. Yeah, Chris Tomlin, yeah. Toby Mac, um, Stephen Curtis Chapman. But, you know, when we look at it, there are so many verses. I mean, you could just, like, go and look, just search it. We're talking about Google. You could just Google yeah. Scripture on worship, and there are tons of Scripture just talking about the importance of worship and talking about, um, you know, examples of um, examples of, of when people worshiped and, and God moved and different things like that. And so, um, but, but you were talking about, you know, we were designed and created to do that. One of the things that I just think is really cool, um, and I've talked about it a couple of times on Sunday mornings, is, you know, the truth is, is that like when Jesus, um, when it's, I think it's in Luke, and when he is in the city and all of the followers are worshiping him, and um, the uh, the the elders of the church they, they come and they're they're like hey make them stop worshiping you because you don't deserve to be worshipped you know this is the Cameron paraphrase um, and 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 he says I can't because if if I tell them to stop then the rocks will cry out and uh, and that's just a picture of just how important praise is and how creation was created to praise and if we don't do that how creation is singing a song and there's with Tomlin I actually saw Tomlin and Louis Giglio together on the indescribable tour I think it was um hey now that's a pastor that appreciates worship yeah absolutely and uh which is probably why he's one of my favorite speakers um but like he was talking about and that tour um, about how all creation, you know, is singing a song of worship and how we're joining with that. And I think it's really cool. And, and that's one of the reasons why I love worship so much is I think it's really cool. One, music is powerful. It's emotional. It it opens up different aspects of, you know, what we were created and, and how we were, we were created. We were created with emotions and with senses for a reason, you know. And worship helps unlock some of those things. And it helps, I believe deepen our connection and deepen our relationship with the Lord, um, when, when we're worshiping him and, and so, uh, musically and, and, and having those, those things open up while we're doing that, but it's also to go along with all of creation. And I think that's really cool, especially like on a Sunday morning, when you think about it, joining together with a congregation, you know, here we'll have a couple, you know, five, 600 people or whatever worshiping, but then you think about it at that same time across the state, across the country, across the world, people are worshiping and then all of creation and then you add in heaven and it's just this really cool moment. Yeah. And I think it can be really easy to miss that. But also worship doesn't have to just be on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. listening to music, worshiping, singing, you know, those types of things. You know, a lot of time we we've talked about this already, like with our time, talking about schedules and stuff like that in some previous episodes. But a lot of times, worship is what we devote our time to, what we devote ourselves, you know, like what we're giving ourselves towards and to. Um, and so we have to be careful with that um, as we are walking through life and looking at, you know, what we're what we're giving our time to and what we're giving our efforts to and our, where our focus is. Um, because there's a lot of people, and uh, we make jokes about it, but there's a lot of people that, that worship hunting and fishing and golfing and sports and, you know, TV and cell phones and games and, like, all kinds of stuff like that. 
Um, and it doesn't feel like worship necessarily, but I think if we really took a step back and looked at our lives, we'd see that there is, um, you know, there's a huge aspect of time and energy devoted to it, which then would be worship, you know, of, of those particular things. So I think we got to be careful of that. Um, but so, so, so worship for you as a pastor, um, you know, what, what, um, on a, we're just talking like Sunday morning focus, you know, for you, what is, why is worship important to you on a Sunday morning? So going back to what you said about worshiping many things. So the definition of worship, if you look up worship, I was just looking it up while you were talking. The definition is to show reverence or adoration for, in parentheses, a deity, mm. which means, you know, typically that's what you think of. But it doesn't have to be a deity. It's for anything, really. Yeah. Show reverence and adoration for anything and honor with religious rites or the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. And so, obviously, it's naturally thought of and related to, um, you know, worshiping God. You know, deity being a god, and we worship the one true God. But um, it doesn't have to be towards a, a god. We can worship all sorts of things when we put them on that pedestal and, and we place them in that top priority of our heart category, and, and we show honor and reverence and, and praise, whatever it is we're, we're worshiping, but we're not worshiping what we should be worshiping, the only one worthy of worship. Is God. And the biblical definition of worship is declaring the greatness of God, the act of giving up your own glory to make sure that everyone knows that the thing being worshiped is worthy of worship, bowing down, lifting up, uh, whatever it is that you're worshiping. And so, you know, asking why worship. Again, back to what I was saying earlier, why wouldn't you? Like you're there to gather together with other believers and to make as much of you can of Jesus. And so when I get up and I preach the word, I'm going to preach the word because it is the word of God. Um, I'm going to preach the gospel because it's the message of truth that points people to Jesus as the ultimate hope for this life and for all of eternity. Um, and, and I'm doing that because it's all about him. And so why wouldn't we sing praises to the one who the service is all about? Like we're, you know, we're there to serve him. We're there to honor him. We're there to, uh, to make much of him. And so worship is just a natural expression of praise and adoration and honor to the one the service is all about. And then for me as a pastor, I, I love getting in a uh, mood or an environment of worship before I get up to preach because that's energy um, that, that the Spirit brings in worship as we praise Him together and as we gather together and lift up the name of Jesus and sing songs of praise. As we do that, it prepares our heart to hear from God. And as we sing to him, then we get to listen to what he has to say to us. And he doesn't typically 
sing his message to us. Yeah. Although I have sang some in my messages. I don't do it a lot because it's not great, but it's worship. And that's, and I say that to say this, and I think it's something very important for people to hear. We don't sing because we can sing. We sing because God's placed a song on our heart. Yeah. And that's what worship is all about. Because some people are listening and they're like, yeah, but I don't sing very well. Well, I love to worship and I don't sing very well either. But it's important to worship whether you feel like you can sing or not. Yeah. I mean, James 5.13 says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. And is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't say get a recording contract and yeah, do it. You know, right. He says, if you're cheerful, sing praise. Um, and, I, and I think, too, that there are, you know, we're going back to what we've read and what we've talked about in previous weeks about, like, being in the Word, diving deeper in the Word, seeing what God says about things and seeing God respond to faith, God respond to worship. You know, if you go all the way back to the early episodes of the podcast, you see... Um, we've talked about it. One of my favorite stories, Second Chronicles. They they are worshiping the Lord, and He carries them through battle. And we're we're gonna sing that coming up in a couple of weeks. The battle belongs, you know, and 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 that is so true. And that is the same God that we still serve today. Those types of things are still relevant and still true in our lives. And and maybe you know God isn't going to literally have armies that are fighting around you just, you know, kill themselves and you just walk through the battle completely, you know, unharmed. Maybe that's not physically going to happen for you. Maybe it does. And I pray that it doesn't, you know, in the sense of you being in that situation. But maybe he delivers you through uh, a a battle of sickness or Mm. a a job or a marriage that's restored or, or things like that. Like, we, I think sometimes we tend to get so focused on the, um, uh, what is the word, uh, get so focused on the literalness of what it's talking about and, and take us out of the equation saying, mm-hmm. but God could do the exact same thing in this situation, yeah. you know? And, uh, and so if, if that's what God called them to do in that situation, why would he not call us to do the similar thing in, you know, in those other situations? And, um, and so I think that that is really cool um, to see and to just to be reminded. And I think sometimes singing songs, like when we're talking about like literal worship and this fact of like literally singing as a form of worship, sometimes singing those songs makes it a little bit more literal for us mm-hmm. and a little bit more like, this is me, I can sing this, like I can be in this moment, it can put me there. Because if you're reading that Second Chronicles story, you're like, wow, this is really cool, great for them. Yeah. But then on the flip side of it, if you're together, gathered with a bunch of believers and you're singing, when all I see is a mountain, you see the mountain moved. And, you know, like, so when I fight, I'll fight on my knees. All of a sudden you're like, okay, yeah, actually, this can apply to me. It's no longer just about them. But it sometimes puts you in the narrative. But that's the key. That's really cool. That's the key is if you're really going to worship, the way you're created to worship and the way God wants you to worship and the way God deserves to be worshiped. It's just like what I say all the time about going to church. We're not just going to church because that's what we do on a Sunday morning. We're not just going to church out of religious duty or religious obligation. And worshiping is the same thing. When we come in and we worship the Lord on a Sunday morning as the people of God gathered together, as the congregation, as the church, 
we're not just doing it because that's what we're supposed to do. And if you just worship because that's what you're supposed to do, I would argue, one, that you're not really truly worshiping. But say you are truly worshiping. Okay, you're singing praises to God, and you're honoring God with your lips. Uh, by the way, he warns against coming to him with your lips, but your heart being far from him. Right. Uh, and so, you know, you need to check your heart uh, when you when you come into worship and make sure it's in the right place. But when you worship and you don't consider what you're singing, like the lyrics, you're not truly you're not truly embracing the full feel and atmosphere of worship that you should be embracing. You're, you're not, you're not allowing the, the songs that you're singing to truly resonate in your heart. And it's so important to do that. It's so important to listen to what you're singing, to consider the, the lyrics that you're singing and like you said, to understand that as you're singing those lyrics that were written by um, the hymnist or written by contemporary worship artists or written by whoever, and regardless of what they're referencing, whether they're referencing like what you're saying, something that happened in the Old Testament or something that happened uh, to the music artists in their personal life. Like, you know, I think about um, Jeremy Camp, you know, the the tragic loss of his wife and, and his story. It's Jeremy Camp, right? Yeah. The loss of his wife and yeah. all those things. And so, like... Yes, I believe. Uh, yeah, movie. yeah. And, uh, or you're talking about... Um, I still believe, is it? I still believe, yeah. I think. I still yeah. believe. Was it uh, Sanctus Real that had the issues with their kids or... Yeah, yeah. The, the lead singer's son had the heart condition. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, regardless of whether or not you are you're obviously not in the old testament situation um and you might or might not be dealing with the same things those music artists have dealt with when they were inspired to write their song but there is application there's application in everything that they're singing about and it's just like when you study the word of god you got to consider how it applies to your life and I think that if people would truly consider what they're singing, what the lyrics say, why the lyrics are so meaningful to the person that wrote it and why they should be meaningful to them, whether it be what God's done for us in salvation or how God's called us to be his people or we've got our own testimony or we're singing about the greatness of God or we're singing about the goodness of God or we're saying thank you for the blood or we're singing about how God's with us in the storms. I mean, we go on and on and on with all of these different themes and songs that we sing, but it's just like hearing the preaching of the word of God. It's just with a musical element added to it. You are singing about a message that applies to your life. And in order to to really experience worship at its fullest, you've got to consider how it applies to your life and why what you're singing was so meaningful to the people that sang it and why it should be meaningful to you. And when you really start thinking about how blessed you are, how good God's been to you, you start thinking about what you're singing as it relates to God and as it relates to what God's done for you and as it relates to your story and your journey of faith, then worship will be taken to a whole nother level in your heart. Yeah. So let's look at this. So again, just to, you know, 
say this over and over and over again. Worship is not confined solely to singing on a Sunday morning. It's not uh, just having music. It's not having songs from famous artists. None of those things. It, it can be that. It can be a part of that, and that can be a great community way to come together and lift up and praise the name of Jesus as a body, which is scriptural. Also, it's a great way to do that individually, praising the name of Jesus. But so we, we know that there are other, you know, worship doesn't have to just look at that, but that's what we're focusing on today is the the, wor- the worship aspect of worship the and church, praise, you know, yeah. in, in a church. So let's talk about this for a second. Let's kind of pivot. Look at this. So while there is no specific true posture of pray, uh, of praise. I, I think there is a posture of praise, but there isn't a specific, like, you have to do this to signify this, or you have to do this to signify this kind of thing. Um, but I'll tell you, as a worship pastor, as a, as a worship leader, as someone who's worshiping um, alongside you, leading a song, worshiping, looking out into the congregation, it can be very hard to worship and to not almost be distracted um, or intimidated um, by a congregation that's staring back at you. You ought to try preaching. Yeah. With like no, <laughs> no, you know, response, no nothing. You're like, wow, this is a big song. Like, and everyone's just kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that nothing. was, man, I worked really hard on that point. Yeah. And then there's. Nothing. Yeah. Or uh, what was what was even worse than that is when we were in the pandemic and it first started. Oh, and you couldn't see anybody just preaching to the camera. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, man, you get fired Hallelujah. up. And, yeah, you you you'd uh, reach the climax of your point, and you're like, just man, it's like the amen moment. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm just preaching to the camera. Yeah, I forgot. Hey, you know. <laughs> so. But participation, you know, you're talking about participation, yeah. and and that's key. You know, whether you're talking about preaching, you're talking about worship, um, even prayer, man. Yeah. Like when you pray and people say "Amen" with you, sure. and "Yes, Lord," what you know, whatever. Uh, just that encouragement yeah. of participating together. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, here. That 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 helps out a lot. Yeah, unified in that. So looking at that though, um, you know. There's a lot of people that, uh, especially in more of the, the Baptist world, um, that at least for a long time, I think the, the, I, the idea and the mindset's changing a little bit, but like for a long time, the, the mindset was we have to be more reverent. You yeah, know, like we yeah. mm-hmm. can't lift our hands, we can't celebrate, like those types of things. I think that's starting to change a little bit, but let's talk about that, yeah. you know, a little bit. Um, you know, and, and truthfully, there's not a lot of scripture that's going to be like, you know, hey, when you're singing, Lord, I lift your name on high, you got to raise your hands. Right, you know? sure, sure, yeah. But there are scriptures. Um, Psalm 63, 4 says, So I will bless you as long as I live in your name. I lift up my hands. Um, and uh, Psalms 134, two, Psalm 134, 2 says, Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. There, there are certain scriptures that do signify, you know, people doing that. Um and same thing, Psalm one forty one two. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. And so I think a lot of times, um, and and I try to kind of 
go at it from this route when I'm encouraging people to raise their hands. But um, typically, we go from it at the route of um, two two ways. One, it's a sign of surrender. You know, hands raised, arms up, hands raised. That that's a that's a typically a pretty universal sign of surrender. And so sometimes that just puts us in the mindset of God, we're giving you this. You know, this is this is all yours, and I'm giving you this time, or I'm giving you myself, or whatever it may be. And so we're raising our hands and we're we're surrendering to to Him. And then in another sense. You know, typically when you are excited, when you, you know, you jump up, you pump up your yeah. hands and you're excited. And that's one thing that, you know, if I'm just being transparent, if I'm just being 100% honest, I can't wait for the day where we really see our church here on a Sunday morning, like get to that praise place of yeah. showing up excited about what God's doing in their life or what God has done in their life. And I think we have that in moments and that our church worships for sure. But I, I do think there is a difference when we're singing certain songs and it's like we're, we're excited and we're praising him and you can be excited and you can have a good time. And I think sometimes we miss that. Like we get way more excited about, you know, other things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and there's, there's a balance there, you know, so like a lot of things, it's like a lot of things that we talk about. I mean, there's definitely a balance, and the whole idea and mindset of being reverent before the Lord, like, you know, the Bible teaches that we should have a reverent fear of God, and so we're not there to just goof around and have fun, but I think there's a time uh, to just have fun in the Lord. And, and we've, we've done that and we experienced that in the service. And, and we've even talked about that. Like, it's okay to have fun in church. You should have fun in church. You should enjoy coming to church. We want our people to have fun uh, as they study God's word. We want people to have fun as they worship. And, uh, the Bible says, you know, David danced before the Lord. And so, you know, just enjoying yourself. And I worship. would dance. I would sing. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, none of that is wrong. The Bible also says that you know Paul warned the church of Corinth, which was dealing with some stuff where their worship was getting a little out of hand, getting a little crazy. And he said that you know things need to be done decently and in order. I think it's First uh, Corinthians fourteen forty. Maybe you have to check me on that, but. Um, so, you know, the whole idea of being reverent, uh, there's, there's good intention behind it, yeah. but I think when taken to the extreme, it can also squelch the, the move of the spirit, yeah. you know, and, and make us confined to the, I'm going to stand here like a, not on the log. Yeah. What does that mean anyway? Not on the log? I don't know. That's, yeah. You ever see like like a log that's laying, especially like in the water, uh-huh. there's knots on it. Oh, okay. All like right. They're never going to move. It's like, I heard that and they I just, just said it and I'm like, wait a second, what does that even mean? Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. there. They're just there. They're always just going to be sitting there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for that explanation. Yeah. Some I more useless information. Think that's, that's, that's what probably, I was It's probably what it means. Yeah. Like but anyway, so, so you're just standing there like a knot on the log. You're just being still and quiet and reverent, right. but reverent has also become dead yeah. in a lot of places yeah. and and uh, you don't want to be dead you know you want to be alive you're there to celebrate man i mean you've got something to celebrate if god saves you that's worthy of celebration yeah. and so show reverence and honor and and a healthy fear before a holy god and i don't know what i say we could say off. worship that's, and praise okay, we had another technical yeah. Man, we got some storms going right now, so yeah. we're we're getting some uh, interference. Power surges. Yeah. Lights 
It's Hopefully crazy. it's passed. Yeah, I hope we'll so. But uh, anyway, so like when you when you worship, when you praise, I mean, those are things that you should be doing with excitement in life, thinking right. about the fact that God saved you and how much He's provided for you and how, what He's brought you through. It's just like the Israelites, you know, we we've been freed from our bondage to sin. We've been freed from the power of darkness. I mean, we were walking in the light, like just to to walk into a service. And again, like you said, worship should be done on more than just a Sunday morning, but specifically thinking about Sunday morning as a time set aside to where we just worship and praise the Lord. Like when you start thinking about how good God's been to you and how blessed you are and uh, just the sacrifice that Jesus made for you, when you really let that sink in, yeah, and, and you dwell on that, it's going to change the way you worship. Um, but, I mean, having a good time, that's great. And raising your hands, uh, praising the Lord, um, you know, having a spirit of worship, don't, don't feel like you have to be so reverent that you become dead. And, and sometimes I think that uh, that balance is difficult. Yeah. Uh, people go too far on one extreme or the other and you don't want to be disorderly yeah but you also don't want to be dead and so somewhere in between uh somewhere in between disorderly and dead that's a yeah that's a large range of it is. Uh, worship it is <laughs> well and i think too a lot of times people uh you know they they don't want to be distracting they, yeah. they don't want to be out of line in that but like i was saying earlier sometimes not being involved is distracting. that can be a distraction you know and and again it goes back to the heart right, right? and sometimes i think and most of the time i would even say most of the time when you have people that are being disorderly people are going to look at that whether their hearts there or not uh, typically the way you view that is man are they really worshiping yeah. or are they trying to draw attention to themselves. Right. And so you don't want to do that because no. what have we been talking about? Worship is all about honoring God. Worship yeah. is all about praising Him. Don't the focus Worship on is yourself. all about making much of Him. Right. And so if you're make, making much of yourself and drawing attention to yourself, then you're doing the exact opposite of what we should be doing when we worship, which right. is making much of Him. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, and I think that's something that you know, we could all probably be challenged by is when we go into a Sunday morning, um, when we get there, like focusing in on, you know, trying to be more attentive of what God's done for you that week, you know, even outside of just like salvation, which is, you know, obviously the biggest thing and a huge reason to celebrate weekly, but what's God done for me that week? You know, what is, what is, what has he brought you through and what, how has he provided, you know, what has he done? And, celebrating those things and having just just this different mindset. And I think that's something that we have to do a lot of times is we have to really get into that mindset of this isn't just another thing that we're checking off the, the list of, you know, what we're doing today, or this isn't just another order of service, you know, but this is we're coming in with the intentionality of recognizing what God's done for us and what he continues to do for us. And let's work, let's lift up his name in that, you know, and and, and it's something that we can all be participants in because sure, when, when you preach 
we all get to to hear that word and we get to be a part of that word in the sense of receiving that knowledge and maybe having some of those encouraging moments. But we don't get to really participate in the fullness of hearing someone, you know, preach in the sense of everybody in the room isn't going to recite your sermon with you, yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that type yeah. of thing. But when you're singing a song, when you're singing something together, like everyone can participate, they can come together and be united in that. And that's something that worship can do that is so special and like p- particular to worship into music is you can sing songs with people from every background, from w- all ages, different languages even, you yeah. know, and like it's a, it bridges a gap. And then you're all, like we were talking about a minute ago, with the common goal of lifting up the name of Jesus, yeah. not yeah. focusing on us, but focusing on something far bigger than us, celebrating, worshiping. And, uh, and I, I think that's really cool um, because there's not a lot of things that, you can do that all unified in together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's silly when people talk about not being able to worship because of a certain instrument or a certain tune or a certain style. Like, and here's why I think it's silly, because, man, when you're worshiping God, if you're worshiping God, you can feel the presence of the Spirit Regardless, like yeah. I, I've worshipped with you, and, and this is what reminded me of that because you were talking about, you know, singing with people in different languages, um, not actually probably singing with them here. Uh, though you might be in a church where you do that, but here I don't think anybody speaks different language than English. But um, they do when you go on the mission field. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and most of them don't speak English. And I remember being a part of a service. It was in Dubai, and nobody spoke English. And when people gave their life to Christ, um, they would, you know, they would rejoice in their own language. Yeah, and you're rejoicing with them. You yeah. have no idea what they're doing. You just know that they're rejoicing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but then they followed the Lord in believers' baptism, and they had a line of people that were ready to be baptized, and they were just going to be baptized one by one. And as soon as the first one hit the water, dude, they started worshiping. And I have no idea what they were saying, but I felt the presence of the Spirit. And I was like, yes, this is worship. And we are honoring God. We are glorifying Him. We are making much of Jesus, and we're celebrating these decisions for Christ. And I literally have no idea what we're saying. Right. Yeah. But I knew that's what we were doing. Absolutely. And, and so when people say, well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, the, I don't like this instrument. I don't like these words. And I don't, you know, I don't like this tune. And I'm like, man, I can worship not even knowing what I'm saying. Like, yeah. not even knowing the language. Yeah. Like, literally having no idea what any of the words are. But if I know it's worship and I'm worshiping with my brothers and sisters in Christ, there's power in worship, regardless of those limitations. And so I think a lot of times we focus on the wrong things. You know, personal we focus preference. on our personal preference and, and we don't focus on how good God's been to us, what God's done for us, how much God's brought us through, how God's moving, how God's working, and how much He's worthy of our worship and praise. And He's worthy of our worship and praise from every tribe, every tongue, every generation, 
white, black, rich, poor, young, old. He's he's worthy of it all. Right. And so to think about that and think that we get to be a part of that in our own demographic with all those other demographics and races and socioeconomic statuses all around us and all around the world, like that's what it's about. He's worthy of worship. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. And so sometimes... I get to worship with songs that they really do it for me. It's like, man, I love this song. Right. Sometimes not so much, yeah. but it's still worship. Yeah. And I'm still lifting the name of Jesus and giving him the glory and honor he deserves through song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's kind of where we'll probably wrap it up this week on that. But going deeper into worship, you know, it's not about us. It's not about our personal preference. It's not about our focus it does have to do with us because we can celebrate, we can be thankful, and uh, we can put the focus, you know, our focus on Jesus. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think so many times, um, you know, that's been that's been a struggle uh, of mine as a as a worship leader um, over the years is just trying to take the human aspect out of it as much as possible in the sense of you know, we're, we're planning songs or we're looking at doing this and, you know, for whatever reason, but trying not to be like, oh, but, you know, Sister Sue doesn't like this song, so I'm not going to sing, you know, trying to take those types of things out of the equation. They didn't sing um, this one in the book of Acts. Right, exactly. Um, uh, nor do they sing any of the others yeah, that you sing. <laughs> exactly. Um, They're singing the song of Moses or something. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, you know, that's still... You obviously want to take those things into account. You want to love people, and you want to try to, you know, not cause division and be divisive. But um, we also have to lead in the sense of, you know, hey, it's not about our personal preference, and and the focus is Jesus. And so let's just come together and let's sing a song that's going to glorify Him yeah, and yeah. worship Him. And I, I think that's most important. So as we wrap up today, talking about diving deeper into worship. Thoughts on the new Maverick City Elevation album? Uh, <laughs> uh, honesty, transparency. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I love elevation. Yeah. I'm all about some elevation, and uh, so some of the most powerful songs I feel like we sing. Some of my favorites are elevation songs. I, I don't dig the new Maverick City stuff. Really? It's, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I can sing to it, yeah. Like, and it's about Jesus, and we'll probably do a couple of the songs, but most of it. And I think I told you this. You know, we talked about it a little bit when it came out. It just doesn't feel very congregational. Sure, like it's. Um, it, it doesn't feel like music where you're really. And, and maybe it's just our demographic right now. Maybe it's not sure. music for. Yeah. Our audience yeah. to be a congregational that can type be fair. song, yeah. and but, that's another, that's uh, another aspect of just being a good worship yep. leader. You got to know your audience. Yeah, just, um, but I don't know. I just uh, it's different. Yeah, it's different. Well, I think I mean they've been honest about it. I think they've been writing a lot of songs for them. Yeah, you know, and and that's okay. And if they well, no, that's know, not okay. So for them to worship God. 
Yeah, yeah. For the, not yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. For, for, for God. Their, for, for their. They've been writing. That's their, right. When I yeah. say for them, I mean their churches. <laughs> they they've been writing the songs for them for yeah. their churches. They're, sure. The season that their congregations. That's right. That's right. Are yeah. in the season that their pastors are in those yeah. types of things. So they're when I say writing for them, yeah, I mean for <laughs> for them as a church. They're yeah. writing for them in the season that they're at to to be a song that their church sings. That's right. That resonates with their church. And then they don't care if it goes yeah. out to anyone else. Um, because it will, um, that's not their goal, but it will reach other people. It will impact other people. Um, but it may not be for everybody, like you just said. And so I, I think that's kind of more what it is. I think in the past, they've written songs that were more specifically focused on trying to be anthems for the capital C church. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these last, this last album was very much you know, more personal more songs. Personal. Yeah. And, and that's perfectly okay. Um, yeah. for that. And so I do agree. I think that there will be some songs that maybe resonate at different seasons, you know, or, or things like that. And uh, and so um, I think it's a great album in the sense of uh, the songs. I think they're the lyrics. And I think they're great. But I kind of feel the same way. I have to just wait and see, um, you know, where we are as a church, where the season is as we introduce some of those songs, maybe or, or maybe we don't, you know. And so it is so funny, though, how like if you have a major music artist that comes out with like an album even though you listen to it and you're like yeah this isn't very good i don't like it like the more they play it the more popular it becomes and then all of a sudden something that you were like yeah this is trash you're like worshiping to it and you're like oh yeah i can dig this yeah it just takes time and uh it's funny how that works and sometimes it stays trash but sometimes it it grows on you. I had a producer, this is the last nugget of randomness. I had a producer tell me when I was 17 that he could make me famous. Yeah. Uh, but it would cost about a million dollars and a bunch of time um, because basically you just put your artist everywhere Yeah. and anywhere. And as that happens, it's just kind of like an infection. You know, it's just like it's been seen so many times the repetition of it, it just kind of spreads, and uh, and then and then it just becomes popular almost by just default. And it doesn't happen every time, but like for the most part, that that seems to be true in a lot of ways. You may not like something the first time you hear it, um, and then it kind of grows on you, or other people start doing it, and you kind of hear it, and it kind of comes back. But sometimes also the first time you hear something, you might be listening too hard to it. You might be dissecting it too much or you might not be paying enough attention to it. You know, like they're just random things. But, yeah, it is pretty crazy how that, that can happen sometimes with yeah music. You're like, I don't really like the song. And then you're like, oh, I love it. I love, I love this really love song. It. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really so, grown on me. Right. All right, so last question before we sign off. Okay. Favorite worship song as of right now? So as oh. of... Tuesday, May 11th, 2021, Cam's favorite worship song. I mean, I think I got to go with Thank You, Jesus, for the blood, uh, Charity Gale. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. We just sang it in staff meeting I know. this morning. I, it's I pretty think, powerful. Yeah. I mean, when it just comes down to songs I've been playing the most, you know, singing the most, I think it's I think it's that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's it's really powerful. I think it. Um, I think it's one of those songs that I don't know how it all works and the ins and outs of everything when it comes to that. But I think it could be and should be nominated for all the awards, and I, I don't know if it will be. Um, but 
not that that's what it's about, but I think it's a good song. It justifies being awarded and credited, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think it's I think it's a good one. Um, so yeah, I think that one's my favorite. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with that one. What about yours? Ugh, I knew you were gonna ask me that. <laughs> Man, it's so hard to come up with just one. It is. I mean, it's hard. If if I were going to come up with just one. (sighs) Oh, it's a toss-up. Probably, I'd probably just have to say, oh, praise the name. Man, it's so good. And the way that the congregation responds to it. Yeah. Like, it, it just adds another element when you hear the congregation worshiping with such a worshipful spirit. Yeah. I love it. And when we do it here, it's just, it's, it's so powerful. Yeah. Every time we do it, like you can feel the presence of the Lord. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, probably that one. Yeah. Okay. That's great. That's a great one. So we got kind of a new one and kind of an older one. So split in the middle there. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah. not old. It's, it's old. not, it's not old. It's, it's older. Is it older? It's I older. didn't say old. I said older. I mean, I could have said like, the old rugged cross or something. That's no, that's old. Then you wouldn't be telling the truth. Yeah. I do like some old hymns. <laughs> well, sure. But, but your yeah. favorite song right now, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know. I yeah. just, it's probably not the old rugged cross. Probably not. But it is a good one. It could be, you know. Yeah. Living Hope was the other one that was like, yeah, eh. yeah that's a really good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could keep going. Yeah. I, 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 we're I, out of time. We got great songs. I mean, there's plenty, <laughs> plenty of great ones. Um, that's always our struggle yeah uh, when we play in the service like yeah. we're talking about all these songs and we're like yeah uh, nope we're already out of time for the service we got to go to the next right. week i'm surprised she didn't you know say like hope and peace or who could compare or my past or something from that live by sunrise album you know never heard of it. live <laughs> by sunrise who they? Uh, oh burn uh, uh, no, i'm just kidding go. i do like those two i'm gonna go home now <laughs> but i wouldn't put them up at the very top oh just being honest right through the heart just being honest oh wow. no they're great they're well, great just but, for that i'm playing a song as the outro there you go do it it do already it. is the, it's the intro outro already. i know it is <laughs> yeah. yeah every yeah. every single week that's right it is uh-huh. yep and let's see it's uh what's the song though mm. But it's uh, is that hope and peace? Yeah, yeah, okay, I thought peace. so. Yeah, there yeah. You go. your favorite uh, or my favorite that you do is who could compare? Yeah, uh, I love that one. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. All right, well, we're out of time. That's week fourteen of the Follow You Anywhere podcast. Next week, week fifteen, where are we going? What are we doing? Well, we got to make that decision. We got to make the decision if we're going to keep the diving deeper series going, yeah. or if we're going to pivot to the right. Oh, so come on! We we gotta we gotta we gotta talk about that behind the scenes a little bit. All right, we were diving deep into worship. We got to dive deep into the preaching of the word, don't we? Yeah, yeah maybe not. I mean, I don't know. Most of our listeners are preachers, yeah. so uh, I don't know. We'll talk about it. Uh, but week fifteen next week. Uh, hopefully we got you on the edge of your seats. Ooh, or, I'm already on the edge of my seat. Yeah, I am too. But maybe they're laying down. I don't know. That's all the time we got. See we'll see you guys next week.